This week's show is brought to you by the Umbrella Corporation. Ever wonder what's in those vaccines they make you take? Well, the Umbrella Corporation wants you to shut the fuck up. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. The spreadly wood. He had no face! Horror! Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, your panel of expert hosts. Each week, our Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare. No nos. Um, <clears throat> if you guys don't know, we've got, and of course you don't, how could you? But, uh, but we do have a great show for you today. Mm-hmm. We're going to be reviewing Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. And uh, and so that's what we're doing. But first, I got to let you know a cool thing about this show you're listening to is if you want to be part of a super cool horror movie community, we have the very best to offer. So you've stumbled upon the right place. Head on over to Facebook, type in horror movie talk, Facebook group or something like that. Request to join the group and within seconds you will be part of a a super cool community of really nice people who just want to talk about all their favorite horror and all that jazz. You can also check out our website, horrormovietalk.com, and uh, from there you can find links to our shop and all of our social media. If you want to buy a t-shirt, head to our shop. If you want to go talk to us, hey, toss us a line on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, whatever. We will talk back, I promise. Uh, We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and give us a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a ton, and we really appreciate it. And we'll give you back rubs, lots and lots of back rubs, even maybe some front rubs. And if you'd like to get a hold of the show, you can call us at 682-253-4468. We'll start out this show by giving a brief review of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And our score for the movie, we score 1 to 10. You know how that works. 5 is totally average. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you do. Slow down. Whoa. I'm sorry. After we give our score, we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then at the end of this show, we're going to be doing a very special iteration of the Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, This is going to be the Resident Evil edition Mm. of the game. And also, we're going to be taking some of your calls with a little bit we like to call horror movie whores. Again, that number is 682-253-4468. So we went and saw Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the reboot of the Resident Evil series. And I was pleasantly surprised by a total lack of Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. So here is the trailer. What are you doing out hitchhiking on a night like this, anyway? He used to live here, he said. Raccoon City. Better you than me. Watch out! 
to go now. Lock the gates. Claire, why are you back here? This whole town's been poisoned. If we don't contain this, it could threaten the whole world. Shall we go? Come on. What were Umbrella doing here? They were experimenting on him. This is my life's work. I'm not giving it to anybody. Vickers, this is Chief Irons. Pick up your damn radio! Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City, is the story of Raccoon City, a city built by the giant pharmaceutical megacorp, the Umbrella Corp. For years, Raccoon City has been home to the Umbrella Corp, and now Umbrella is leaving Raccoon City. Oh, sad. This story takes place in the most deserted raccoon in a mostly deserted Raccoon City, where a skeleton crew has been left to pack up what's left of the facility and anyone else in the city who is just too poor to afford moving out. We soon learn why the Umbrella Corp is moving out of Raccoon City, and everyone gets more vaccinated zombies than they bargained for. My review for this movie goes, Having seen a few of the other Resident Evil movies, I was truly dreading this watch. Uh, while the original movie is fun enough, uh, Resident Evil, whatever it is, 2002, um, it's fun enough for what it is. The rest of those movies are kind of, to me, they're the definition of what's been wrong with Hollywood for the last 20 years. Huge explosions with overcomplicated storylines that amount to the writer's version of hacking a computer by violently mashing the keyboard incoherently. But Resident Evil Ra Welcome to Raccoon City reboots this series down to its bare bones. Uh, it was directed by Johannes Robert Roberts, who also did 47 Meters Down and the sequel to that, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. Uh... Um, and he did with this movie what video game lovers have asked countless directors to do for over 25 years. He made a direct video game to film adaptation of the first three Resident Evil mm. movies. Um, is it the best thing I've ever seen? No. So do the first three Resident Evil games take place the same night? Um, yeah, I believe the timelines are interwoven Okay. Um, pretty well. And they're in different places. So the first game... Uh, takes place in the mansion. The second game takes place um, at the police department, and the third game I didn't actually um, I didn't actually play, so mm. I, I can't I can't tell mm. you where the third takes place. But um, I do know it has to do with the nemesis. And the Man, we should have had Keith on this episode. Keith would know all this shit. Oh, oh, damn! Yeah, you're right, Keith. We should have. We have a great blog on uh, horrormovietalk.com about. 
Jill Valentine versus... That was done by Leah. Oh, was that done by Leah? Yeah, but Keith would know it, too. Yeah, Keith would know but it. But Leah would know it, too. Hmm. So, anyway. Um, yeah, check out our blogs. They're, they're pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Anyway, uh, is it the... Uh, oh, by the way, Keith just released a new blog about how he would remake Jaws if, if that wasn't sacrilege. He mm. mentions many times. Look, I... I wouldn't do that, but here's my casting call for that, and it's a great casting call. If I were to remake Casablanca. (laughs) So as I said, is this the best movie I've ever seen? No. Is it fun with some genuinely spooky and disturbing moments? Yeah. Resident Evil Welcome Welcome to Raccoon City takes a tired, fucked-out franchise and returns it to its honest-to-God roots and does it with some fun. The first two acts are genuinely interesting and scary and had me bought in, and the last devolves into a stereotypical big monster battles and explosions. But even some of that was kind of fun. So, in summation, overall, this movie uh, took the most disgustingly bad franchise I can think (laughs) of and gave it a new lease on life. While it did lean heavily on the games for inspiration and iconic imagery, I think that's a step in the right direction. Because what are we seeing a Resident Evil movie for if not to relive those moments in the games that made us gasp? Um, yeah, and, and by the way, go ahead and check out our, our blog by Leah on how Jill Valentine got screwed in the games. Um, my score for this movie is a 6 out of 10. It's nothing to write home about, but for and a lot of uh, a lot of my delight with this movie is that it's not what the other movies were it's um a fresh start and it feels that way it feels you know mm-hmm. it feels fun and and interesting and and uh you know i had some i had some moments where i jumped and and the tension was pretty good in those first two acts i thought as mm-hmm. well what did you think yeah i thought it was okay uh like it was better than I ex- well <laughs> tell you what if you really want to be impressed with the movie proceed you watching the movie with ginger dead man oh and anything will just feel like <sighs> just a masterpiece um so yeah we're going to record it, uh the ginger dead man episode next um but uh, I, I must say like it i never really played any of the Resident Evil games. I think I might have like picked picked up a controller for a couple minutes or watched someone else play a couple minutes of the first one. Um, but not having that experience, I watched this movie and it felt like a bunch of video game cutscenes. Like it definitely felt like, yeah, this is like the part that you would kind of want to skip through to get to the action for for a lot of it. Yeah, and uh, not not to say that it's bad, but it's. It, there's also just not that much attention played to the mystery or the story. It's it's kind of like assume that you know what's going on coming into it because it's not. I mean, it does cover the story of uh, vaguely of yeah, evil corporation. They have a they tainted the water supply and they're doing experiments. Because, poison the water hole and it's one of those like yeah if you're if you're looking for a zombie premise or something to make a video game monsters out of you say like oh yeah evil corporation they were experimenting and that's enough because you're going to be shooting 
zombies and monsters for 20 minutes, you know, like after this cutscene, you don't really care. Um, in a movie format, it's kind of, it would be kind of nice if it was filled in and had more like point to it because in a movie, I'm left asking like, okay, so they're experimenting to make weapons. Like I always ask myself in terms of like, how useful of a weapon is a zombie? <laughs> you know, like, is this, you know, there's super soldiers. There's like making a super soldier, like that, kind of that like, was the t- the attempt. Like over overlord does that, right? And it kind of explains like, yeah, they're experimenting on soldiers to make them super soldiers, right? Um, and then you could say like, well, that didn't go as planned. But when you just say like generally like, yeah, they're making a weapon by just creating zombies and monsters that are uncontrollable and will eat anything. It's like, okay, well, you unleash a virus that could completely take over the entire world. It's kind of a Pandora's box kind of thing. Yeah. But isn't that, I mean, isn't that all weapons technically? Yeah. I mean, we're the real monsters. Yeah. You know, if that gets into the wrong hands, it's it's uh, mutually assured destruction. If there's one thing that the military wants with its weapons, it's imprecision, right? And chaos, right? Um. So, anyways, like that in that aspect, it like uh, the villain of the movie isn't really fleshed out. Like the the actual mystery and like what the intention and and how it went out of control is not really fleshed out. It's just basically this thing happened and people witnessed it and now they're going to shoot things. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see how that would strike you. Um, a lot of the intrigue for me was how, what they were, the treatment they were giving the characters that I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's like, that filled in the interest spots for me. I was like, Oh, look at what they're doing with Leon. Like, Oh, he's so dumb. But and then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it was Leon's first day on the job kind of thing. Like, you know, like it, it was just uh, it was like it was a bunch of remember berries, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of member berries. It was just like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember Resident Evil one. Yeah. And then the zombie looked at me. <laughs> the zombie looked at you? Yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I remember Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I mean, I, I could tell that that's kind of what they're going for, was, like, they're making an adaptation of these video games. And it felt more, like, within the scope of what I saw about Resident Evil. The other older Resident Evil movies, I think I saw the first one. Um, Maybe it was, like, later Resident Evil games, but it, it seemed, like, completely detached from... Yes. From the video games. It yeah. felt like it was just like action movie Mila jo- Jovovich fights monsters. It was your typical, typical bullshit from Paul W.S. Anderson, um, um, I creator think... of beloved sci-fi horror movie Event Horizon um, and 13 Ghosts. Oh, wait. No, he didn't do 13 Ghosts. Um, did he do Ghost Boat? <laughs> no, know. that wasn't that wasn't him. Um so go ship. Yeah, the the other thing is like, yeah, my mind is associated with like how terrible those other Resident Evil movies are and it was better than those even though I haven't seen many of them. Um I do remember um watching 
a review of the Resident Evil series on Red Letter Media, mm-hmm. and I think I think it was um, one of the the you know, apocalypse one, apocalypse extinction, yeah, apocalypse where it elicited Jay from Red Letter Media to say this is borderline experimental and at <laughs> and exasperation because just the <laughs> the less skillful and like chaotic oh he didn't do event horizon my apologies the like um like version of the matrix it's like if you took the the ideas from the matrix and like the feel of it he did just, do event horizon my apologies i'm sorry in our surveys that's the one thing that comes across is like guys just be a little more researched yeah just just the content could be a little better if, if you just got rid of the blatant. Well, look, I called it right the first time, and then I just second guessed myself. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, that's just me trying to do my due diligence. True. No, yeah. we're doing better. We we pledged to do better. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. Um. I don't know if it's it's worth going to see a theater. I think I'm I'm aligned with you. It's it's about a six. Yeah. I, I was I was pretty bored with some stretches of it. Yeah, the end uh, really does get into Hulk smash territory, where it's just like... I actually kind of like that. I thought the monster at the end was pretty great. I like, thought the monster before his final form was fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. That, that. Yeah. Yes. The final form was just... Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, stereotypical Hulk smash baloney. But it is like, I mean... Where are you going to go from there? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um... Hey, you guys, if if you want some guaranteed good shit, um, you know, maybe maybe steer clear of Resident Evil Raccoon City or Welcome to Raccoon City and head on over to nightchannels.com. And from there, you can take the Night Channels Challenge, which is just a little little thing we like to call surfing the nightchannels.com site because they have so many fabulous shirts and hoodies um, with so many fabulous um, prints of deep cuts of all your favorite horror movies, your favorite music, uh, occult, and even even delving into the Satanism that uh, that you're going to find something that you're like, oh, yeah, I need to I need to put that on on my body, or I need to see my significant other in one of those. And you know what? It is the Christmas season, so if you uh, if you enter code HMT at checkout. You can get 13% off your whole order and clothe the house and and dip them in holiday merriment. And uh, and so head on over to nightchannels.com. They've been sponsors for a long time. and um, But you know what? Really, mostly, their stuff sells itself. So just, just take a look at it, and I guarantee you you're going to find something that you like a whole lot. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Patent pending. Okay, guys. So a cool thing we're going to do this Saturday on the 18th is we're going to try out this new app called Wisdom. It's on iPhones, and it's coming to Android soon, but I don't think it'll be available on Saturday. But on the 18th, that's this Saturday, if you're listening to this episode new. That's right. At 1045 Pacific. We're going to go on this Wisdom app. It's a... It's an app about conversations that matter. It's a pragmatic solution to uh, bring creators together with their audience. And so it's uh, we can talk to you and you can ask us questions. 
questions um, live on the app, and we can answer them. Um, it's not going to be a big Zoom call. We'll we get to choose who we talk to and not. So you know, Robert the farter. We're just going to put him on the back burner. Whoa, no, Robert gets top placement, dude. <laughs> yeah, if if Robert wants to ask questions, I'm sorry, everybody else. It but... might actually just be the Robert the Farter show. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So again, this is the Wisdom app on iPhones exclusively. It's this Saturday, the 18th at 10.45 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, so look on your app store. It's got an icon, like a purple head with headphones on, uh, and we'll see you there. Yeah, I'm real excited. So everybody join up. If you're listening to these commercials, you should also know that you don't have to listen to these commercials. For the low, low price of a cup of coffee, one time a month, you can get access to our Patreon. Uh, and if you pay for the $6.66 version... You know, they, we wipe these commercials off the slate. You don't have to listen to them. And you get access to a whole nother podcast series that we record every single week um, called The Afterpods, where we just leave my, the mics running and uh, and talk to each other about, you know, how we're doing. A lot of mental health issues, a lot of, you know, what's your family up to, a lot of talking about shows and movies and all mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So it's a lot of fun, and it's, like I said, it's only $6.66 a month. So head on over to patreon.com slash talk, support us over there, get some feel-good uh, feels for doing that, and also a ton of free content. And if you'd like to uh, to rep my brand, then head on over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop, and, you know, you can buy our T-shirt, our branded logo T-shirt, or you can get yourself some coasters with Sam from uh, Trick or Treat. You can get uh, you can get some stickers with uh, Ghostface on them that says, what's your favorite horror movie podcast? You can get all kinds of cool stuff over there and uh, and all at deep discount prices that, uh, you know, I I make sure those discounts are the, as deep as my pockets will allow me to mm. go. And finally, uh, if you'd like to support our resident artist Dustin Goble, well, you'd be you'd be absolutely insane not to. He's he's a professional artist, and he fucks. I mean, how hard would you say Dustin fucks? Like a jackhammer. Like a jackhammer. I would say like diamonds. Mm -hmm. You know, like a diamond jackhammer. Like a diamond studded jackhammer. That's how hard Dustin Goble fucks. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. And uh, and his prices are ridiculously low, and he should charge more, Dustin. Mm -hmm. uh, you listening to me? Um, so contact him at dgobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And make your artistic dreams come true. And you know what? Finally, just call us at 682-253-4468 if you'd like to get on the show. Um, there's, you know, we're going to be, we're not just letting anybody on the show anymore. Um, things are changing around here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was the other thing from the survey. Like, people thought we could probably cut back some of the voicemails. And so we shall. And so... So you got to bring your A game is what we're saying. Like... I'd really like you gotta a, bring the ruckus. I mean, we have a little bit of a whack pack, uh -huh. a little bit of one, but I gotta say, there are some primo spots open in Horror Movie Talk's whack pack 
lineup. Um, we we don't have any Marianne from Brooklyn. We don't have um, <clears throat> Eric the actor. We don't have uh, we don't have the Conqueror. I can't. Uh, Who would you say we had out of if we were to match up to Howard Stern's whack pack? Um, Historical and present. <laughs> I mean, we got we got kind of I mean, we, we got Robert got a, the farter, which is like a no brainer. I mean, that's like you know, yeah, that's Mr. like methane ass napkin Ed, mm. or maybe uh, yeah, kind of like ass napkin Ed. Um, I mean, Bugsy's somewhere in there. I it's hard to, it's hard to pair them up against each other because that's the thing with the whack pack is they're all so unique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like high pitch Eric is not like anybody on earth, and that's why he's high pitch Eric. Or like sour shoes is like. Sour, yeah, yeah. It's. I don't think people really know about Howard Stern anymore. Like, if they didn't grow up in like the two thousands, nineties, like, isn't that weird? Like, he's been off the radio for since when? Like two thousand five. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He's got um Gary the Conqueror over there. He's got uh uh. Wendy the retard. I mean, for for a lot of people, it's probably similar to like, huh? I wonder what James Vanderbeek is up to. It's like, but Howard Stern's still going strong. Oh, yeah, no, he's cranking. Anywho, thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so from here on out, you're just going to be hearing spoilers. So you can't say you weren't warned. I warned you. I goddamn warned you. But you know what? To be honest with you... Spoilers. They kill monsters. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, if you've played the games, there's this is a loving homage to the games in a direct... in an attempt to directly... Um, uh, port the timelines and interweave the timelines from the first three films together into what I, I can't. And listen, listen, like talking about being well researched. I'm not, I don't, I don't really remember, but I, uh, I, when I did play the first game and the second game, I do remember, I, th- I believe that they were supposed to have taken place approximately in the same, in the same time frame. We're talking within, you know, hours or or days of each other um it's they just, were very precise in the minutes right uh, wh- when they showed like it's two twenty nine a.m yeah it's like okay right <laughs> right anyone really keeping track <laughs> and is that part of the video games the like very specific again times? it's been 20 years at, at least 20 years since I played these games. Um, but it was, um, but listen, I mean, it's literally just tying the first three films together or the first three games together into a single film. And so all those storylines are not d- precisely followed. And all of the, you know, you here, here's, I was talking to Dustin about this cause Dustin fondly remembers the, the games as well. And and he was like, "Is it just a is it just a big homage fest?" And I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "So is it just like do they just like cram 
an ab an absolute ass load of like all the you know is there a big gator that comes in and there the big spiders from number two and like is it just all crammed in there and I was like you know what no and I think that's why I'm not angry about it mm. is because you get about two iconic shots from the first the second and the third game um and what are those well so from the first game you have you know as you enter as you take a left uh from the main dining hall and you enter into the uh you enter into the small claustrophobic room and the zombies hunched over eating him and then it turns around and it and it mm. looks at you from the side you know it looks over its left shoulder that's maybe the most iconic uh, moment in horror history uh, in terms of video games. Uh, and then, uh, boy, you get the uh, a, a liquor moment from Resident Evil 2. Um, there's... They're not... Uh, I have them here throughout my notes, and we'll go through them as, as okay, we get okay. there. But, but yeah, you get about two. You get about two, like, dead-on like real homages homage mirror moments from each uh each game um but you know it's tied together in a way that's i mean like i said the first two acts are are pretty creepy um it starts out with um with our protagonist i guess you could say claire as a little girl yeah is that how it started out, or did it start out with her hitchhiking? No, you're right. It did start out with her as a little girl, and her and her brother Chris are uh, are there in the Raccoon City orphanage, mm-hmm. and uh, and yes, there's this horrendous, like like creeping lady thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 un- you never quite get a good glance at her. No, but later it's revealed that this is a subject of of experiments from mm-hmm. from the Umbrella Corp, mm-hmm. and and there is a a tunnel leading directly from the uh, the orphanage to you know I mean let's let's face it all of Raccoon City is is built as a feeder city as a housing facility for the Umbrella Corp like is this is a well isn't it kind of crazy dude now Google. And like you know, the big Silicon Valley outfits are doing this thing, where they're like, they're buying up massive swaths of land around their facilities in an effort to give the housing to their to their employees. Like they're doing this shit. Well, yeah, I mean that's not necessarily new. Like no, in, in it's certainly Valley, not. It, it's, it's it's new. I mean, throughout history, company right. you know, mining companies have done that for eons. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but but now it's doing it with this this megacorp mm-hmm. uh, like insinuation, which is I don't know that works for me. Yeah, should all be worried if uh, Google starts getting into pharmaceuticals. Well, I mean, you know, I think the pharmaceutical companies that exist are plenty into the farm are plenty into worrying territory. I would I would think, and let's face it, they're probably all. I mean, Google's probably privy to more data than about mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical companies than ah. anyway crazy uh, ramblings un- unlock the, <laughs> the conspiracy theory section of david <laughs> um so so yeah this this little this little this little start section where 
this where Claire is just kind of being visited by this creepy old lady that worked really well for me. I mm-hmm. thought that was super creepy. And she's wearing like this, this like skin of like another person, this over her. And she's just quietly creeping through this orphanage. Mm-hmm. Also, we get Bucky, um, Sergeant Bucky from, uh, from band of brothers. I never can see oh, him yeah, as yeah. anyone else other than Buck. Yeah. I just go, oh, that's Buck. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Um, what's that actor's name? It's uh, Neil Mc, uh, Neil McDonough. Yeah, he's he's great. He's got these piercing blue eyes. Oh, he's yeah. That, like he can. You can just get lost in him. He does a lot of like villain roles mm-hmm. and a lot of dad roles. You know. Yeah, he's a villain in Yellowstone in the second season. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I see him, I'm like, it's Buck. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he had shell shock. I hope he's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, he's he's a fabulous actor, and in this, he's actually he ends up being the nemesis. He ends mm-hmm. up being uh, he infects himself as he's dying. He infects himself with the ne- the T serum or the G serum, whatever it is. I can't remember which one is the nemesis. Yeah, I didn't quite understand what was in those serums. I thought it was the antidote. That's why he was guarding him so closely, and why the guy wanted it. The it's antidote like, to being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Pussy no more is what it's called. And it turns you into a fucking badass. And you take names. <laughs> You're no longer shell-shocked little buck. <laughs> You're the nemesis. Um, <laughs> uh, and so this is, this is you know, this start with the orphanage and Claire and Chris uh, this is at, you know, it's insinuated it's in the 80s. Um, and so then we fast forward to the quote unquote present day, which is 98. Mm-hmm. So so we fast forward to basically Resident Evil 2's time uh, or 1's time, 1 and 2 and 3's time. Um, and uh, and Claire's hitchhiking into Raccoon City with a, with a trucker. I like that they don't like make a huge thing out of the fact that it's in 1998 but there's just enough like subtle things where like oh yeah oh yeah we did use phones yeah like (laughs) palm pilots palm pilot (laughs) and like oh there wasn't like the internet right that wasn't a someone's like i heard it in the chat room what the fuck's a chat room it's a yeah. It's a chat on the internet? You know what? It's a I room didn't where you chat with people? I didn't think about it, but this is exactly something that Bryce would be like, "Thank you." <laughs> Just a little nod, a little tip of the cap, not too not too over the top, yeah. but appropriate. Right. Appropriate time. But it also takes advantage of of the time frame because like, yeah, you don't have you know, reliable cell phones. Like no one had Almost no one had a cell phone in this movie. No, they relied on, you know, on radios. on, on Radios the... and landlines. Right. And when those go out, they're like, oh, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing now. Oh, no, the landline is out. I've never used it for 10 years, so that doesn't m- present any kind Th- of There's no whatsoever. frame of reference to panic. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Yeah, okay, so ki- Gen Z, let me talk to you, sit you down for a second. Losing your landline... And when you pick up the phone and there's not a dial tone, that's akin to losing Wi-Fi. Yeah. Not, not, no, that's akin to losing Wi-Fi and LTE. 
Right. Like, you're effed. Like, you're boned. You got no service. Mm-hmm. Zero bars. Exactly. I I got AT&T. They just bought out T-Mobile. I'm supposed to have double the bars. I have no bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I like that, that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and this, things were more scary back then because, like, you didn't. Because when you were hitchhiking with a trucker, you were just in that truck with a trucker. You didn't have, you weren't texting your friend. There was no GPS tracking. No. Yeah, you can low jack no... your kid now. Yeah. You can literally put a, a microchip in your kid and be like, oh, she's just down the street. Yeah. Getting, getting railed by the pedophile. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That's. She's she's right next to Big Jim. Oh no, no, not Big Jim. Um, yeah. So the trucker is driving down the road. He's talking to Claire, and and uh, and he's as he's doing so, he's he's distracted. He ends up hitting hitting someone. Uh, and uh, and this is our first taste of zombification because because she just comes right back to life, but not before his. Doberman Pinscher dog, mm-hmm. which you will remember fondly from the games, attacking you at random in terrifying fashion, uh, runs up to the spot where basically the the body laid and licks all the blood up. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a dog. I like yum, 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 yum. And so we get zombie dog. We get zombie trucker. We get, you know, zombie. Oh, dude, that shot in the woods, that shot where Claire is like, She's like looking off into the woods. She's trying to see where this this person who got hit went, could have gone. Mm-hmm. And you see this the faintest, faintest outline silhouette yeah. of a person. I was like, oh, yeah, that th- there's a lot of little moments like that where I was like, way to go. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. These little perfect just right moments of you can't even really tell because it's so dark. But very faintly, there's an outline of a person. You're like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, that w- that worked. Yeah, I I think the direction was really good in this movie. Like in terms of like creating atmosphere and like crafting the moments, it was really successful. I I mean, my only beef is just the story and the characters are kind of not fully fleshed out. I think they, I think if they left off like one set of characters from the script they could flesh out the other ones a little more because the most yeah they do rely on the games a lot they rely on you remembering i mean claire is the most empathetic i mean for for the audience they're the most empathetic towards claire and even then like what are we really given like right she's an orphan care about her right and she's coming she's coming back she doesn't have good memories yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna shoot monsters. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I don't want her to die. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's very zombie movie. Right. Um. But that being said, it's definitely one of the better zombie movies, uh, in recent memory. I mean, uh, oh. Remember Army of the Dead? <laughs> well, I mean, you just picked the worst one. The. I picked the biggest one, the most successful one. Was it? Oh, my God. Do you remember people talking about that for months? Ugh. It was just like, yeah, but have you seen four hours of this garbage? Have you? They're in a casino. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, for me, I haven't, I haven't truly cared about a zombie movie since 28 Days and Weeks Later. Those, yeah. mwah, those are a real feather in the cap of that, uh, that genre. But. What's, what's the one we did? The Dead Never Die? Or Dead? Sure, The Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die. Mm-hmm. That was I really like that. That one. was a great one too. Yeah. Lots of people hated it. Yeah, they hated how dry it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of it landed. It was just a big comedy to me. Ghouls, ghouls. Yeah. What was? What's the name of that actor? What's that? Adam Driver. Name? Adam Driver. Yeah. Ghouls. <laughs> yeah. So we got. I mean, we got everybody here. We got Claire Redfield. We got Chris Redfield. And by the way, the casting of these people is. Very hit or miss, like in terms of who, he, in terms of like, so Chris Redfield and Claire Redfield, played by uh, Robbie uh, uh, Amel and Kea Scodelario, dead yeah, on. Nailed it. <laughs> dead on. These, yeah, the, the casting for these two, Claire and Chris, like Chris looks square jawed, like exactly like, it's almost like they bred him for this for this role um because he he's got to be about the age of resident evil one um uh dead on but then when you look at leon totally different you know they just they were they ignored the way leon looked in the games um and same with jill completely i mean just don't don't expect jill and leon to look the same at all claire and chris dead on um and so, yeah, I, I thought the casting was, it was, they made interesting choices. And, uh, oh, and then, of course, Vickers, who, uh, who is the helicopter pilot, is played by Nathan Dales, who everyone will remember from, um, from that Canadian show. You know, the one with the Canadian, uh, the Super Troopers? No! Bryce, uh, <laughs> the, uh, oh man. Let's have a Donnybrook. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. The <sighs> shit. Hang on. I don't know. I'll open it up. Um, yeah. Nathan Dales from Letterkenny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is the big square jog Canadian from Letterkenny. So that's the other one that you'll you'll remember aside from Buck. Anywho. Um, so. We kind of learn that Umbrella has been basically poisoning the water supply over the course of a very long time. They're poisoning the water hole. And using the the orphanage as a place to pull from to run experiments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on, you know, pharmaceutical experiments on little kids. I mean, that's how we do it today, too. Is it? I don't know. It may be. <laughs> It seems like a good idea. It does seem like a good idea. No one loves them. Right. Yet. Well, what's the alternative? Animals? Oh, God. What are we? What are we? Monsters? Yeah. Ugh. You can't use rats or monkeys. No. They're animals. Right. Use Use uh, little children that don't have any family. Right. Use Chris. um, (laughs) Chris Redfield. Um, Yeah. And so Umbrella has been poisoning the city slowly and that's why they're leaving like they've 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 realized what's about to happen and they're getting out which is a little bit of a um a plot hole in the whole thing because they've okay so they want to make sure that 
that the whole that you know it doesn't get out what they've mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. and so they're pulling out of the city and they're presumably setting up shop elsewhere somewhere on the planet, and so their plan is to basically just nuke the city, is to like implode the whole mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. Well, no one will know. What? That's such an insane premise. I mean, granted, this is, I, I assume, the premise from the video game, but it's like, you're just going to kill thousands of people mm-hmm. in a big implosion where the earth collapses in on itself, and, and that's how you're going to What they should really up? do is have, like, a town meeting where they try to get everyone in, like, the gymnasium, and then have, like, a sinkhole open up. There, oh, we're bringing sinkholes back into this, are mm-hmm. we? The most terrifying natural disaster. It's not the most terrifying natural disaster. Did you get that TikTok I sent you the other day? Uh, yeah. I had a guy just sleeping in his bed, and a sinkhole opened up underneath his house and sucked him in, and he, with just his entire house got sucked in, his brother came and was like, oh, I got to save you. And he could hear his brother, you know, screaming from the depths. And Isn't that interesting that he survived? He didn't survive because they couldn't get to him because it was too deep. Yeah. And I then just, more and more earth got sucked into it on top of him. And I just think it became his grave. Yeah. A single person. Right. Yeah. It's a really localized event that affects like, you know, somewhere between one and 25 people. And it just doesn't qualify as a big, scary natural disaster. Well, I mean, if it's you, it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, sure. But, you know, what what would be scarier, that or an earthquake that kills 100,000 people and leaves, uh, you know, a million, uh, 1.5 million people without power, resources, or food? I mean, we're talking about scary or inconvenient. I'm talking about scary. You know, the earth... Literally turning to to fluid below your feet and uh-huh. and you know moving around for a good three or four minutes. Yeah, I mean I've been in earthquakes. No, you have not. Not if not if your answer is still that a sinkhole is scarier than an earthquake. Well, you know what the scariest part of earthquakes is? What sinkholes? No, no, that's just not true. Still maintain that it's like okay or tornadoes. An earthquake, you can you can like go outside, you'll be fine, or, or you could like stand in a doorway frame or be in a in a sturdy. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the situation where you're in danger in an earthquake, then yeah, you're fucked, and that's very scary. Um, if you're in a, if there's a tornado, you go to shelter. You can run away from a tornado. Hurricane, same thing. You know it coming off like way in the distance. The, there Wild are so fires. many heavy hitters, I'll, so many heavy hitters that come in way above. Like I'll, no, like, see the, the the one thing though is like the sinkhole can strike anywhere. <laughs> no, it can't. Suddenly, it, it literally can't strike anywhere. Strike anywhere. No, it can't. It, it, it's anyone. Then why is it always Mexico? <laughs> it's not always Mexico. It's in the U.S. All over the place. Yeah, in the U.S. bordering Mexico. Because <laughs> not only can it be man-made, it can be na- natural. Uh-huh. It can be all natural. Lots of sinkholes in the Rockies. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. See, there's just so many big heavy hitters above but, I mean, sinkholes. If you... There's earthquakes. There's volcanoes. There's tornadoes. There's hurricanes. There's well, tsunamis. I mean, You're telling me a tsunami? Sure. That's that's terrifying. Um. 
like uh, the same point applies. Like, okay, if you don't like those natural disasters, don't live where those things happen. It's like if you don't like earthquakes, don't live on the West Coast. Right. Don't live where sinkholes happen. If you don't. Yeah. I mean, but if you live somewhere where it could happen, that would be way more terrifying than an earthquake. No. What? No. The earth opens up and swallows you. I mean. And then you're gone. You don't even have a chance. You're just gone. Same thing with with massive earthquakes. You have a chance with mass. Not everyone dies a massive earthquake. Hundreds of thousands of people sometimes die. Yeah, in but everyone or tsunamis. Everyone's oh. on that's on top of a sinkhole. They're not doing okay. <laughs> that's like a hundred percent. Hundred percent of the okay. people that experience a sinkhole are dead. We need. Uh, we need your help. Call us at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Let us know. How did we get on sink? Oh yeah, they they blew up the city. Yeah, they just need to put. They're kind of the sinkholed the city. To yeah, be they they sinkholed the city. Yeah, they, they, it was terrifying. They chose. <laughs> Is this going to bump it up for you a point? Are you going higher? Are you going a seven <laughs> out of ten? No, because they escaped the terror. I mean, it was just, that was just a special effect. If they were there when the sinkhole app opened up, that Rice would be only terrifying. accepts real sinkholes, not these stand-in fake sinkholes. Mm-hmm. Right. How foolish must you feel every night going to bed maintaining this facade? Like, we all know you're just you're just putting on a show. No. You can't no reasonable, intelligent man, who you clearly are, can can maintain that a sinkhole is the scariest Do natural you, disaster. I, I dread sinkholes. The possibility I don't dread earthquakes. It's like, yeah, they they happen. A volcano could erupt. Sure. A, a giant, bold, a comet could come crashing into your house. Comet's pretty close. Uh, I will say, like an asteroid coming into your house. That's existential threat. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what I fear most is the existential dread of like, you're just there and then you're not there. I am so, I am so put at ease by sinkholes. Sinkholes, I'm like, <laughs> Okay. It's like someone coming to my house with a bazooka. It's just not going to happen. But if it did. But it won't. No one walks to my house with a bazooka. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, So basically, um, Claire gets home. Uh, She has been on the lam ever since she was a little girl because she was kind of accosted by Sergeant Buck and... uh, and you know, try they tried to take her to do experiments on her, but she escaped. Meanwhile, her brother Chris Redfield um, hung around and was ta- kind of taken under uh, Sergeant Bucks or uh, or William Birkins, uh, the uh, the mad scientist of of uh, the Umbrella Corps uh, wing. So he took him under his wing. He became part of the police force there. You, you I mean, you played the game, so you know. Um, and so. Chris Redfield is really, you know, he's like, no, this this is a good place. This this place paid for my education. They helped me get a job. You know, I'm like, I, I'm here for. And meanwhile, Claire somehow knows. She knows that that bad things are afoot here in mm-hmm. Raccoon City. Because some ginger guy sent her a video. Right. And so and then we get to introduce to Leon and it's his first day. And it's kind of interesting what they did with Leon as a character. They really made him dumb. Um, very, very like, it's my first day. <laughs> and, uh, and so, 
don't expect Leon to be the big protagonist hero. He is literally the goofball who slips and trips his way into, you know, stabbing things in the face. Yeah, I mean, you can't have everyone be a badass. No. No, and that's that's actually what I kind of like about this movie is it's it doesn't it doesn't suffer from that Paul W.S. Anderson just like total badassery all the time. Pew pew. Brent Laser. Um yeah, it doesn't do that. It has realistic people in a unrealistic scenario. And then uh Jill Valentine is really our total total badass. Uh her and obviously Chris and Claire. But uh I mean there's not a lot to discuss beyond this. We have we have two stories interwoven, one that takes place at the police department um with Leon and Jill, another that uh takes place in the uh, mansion with Claire and Chris. That's my question now that I'm thinking about it. What's the point of Claire being there? She was she's the harbinger, right? Yeah, but what yeah. So she knows something bad is happening and she gets her and then what's her plan? Shut up. And <laughs> I know that something bad is happening. So instead of going to the news media, national news media, I'm going to go there and ride a motorcycle. Listen, I cannot understand you. This is crazy. You're a fool. I can't cope with the stupid bitchy. Understand? How dare you, Bryce? The other ones make sense. Like the police, it's like, oh yeah, they don't know what's going on and they're going to research it or find what the other policemen, where they disappeared to. That makes sense. Claire is just like, I'm Claire. (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) It's like, okay. You've done, you've given, you've given Team America the appropriate amount of breathing room, which is like, 20 years right <laughs> like when at, when that movie came out and every dumb idiot was just saying Matt Damon I was so <laughs> done with that movie but it's been 20 years now and I didn't expect you to say Matt Damon uh-huh. so uh, so bravo thank you so I mean at this point yeah we interweave like I said the police department in the mansion we get a little bit of the orphanage in there as well and at the end um William Birkin, played by Neil McDonough, our our Buck, Sergeant Buck man, uh, he becomes the nemesis. He 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 there's a a standoff, there's a little bit of intrigue with uh with Chief Irons or no not Chief Irons, with Albert Wesker, you know, who's trying to uh to grab the T virus and the G G virus to sell to a rival company, I would assume, or to give to someone who is hired him to grab these these viruses mm-hmm. to you know for their own purposes and the, when he makes a transformation that's like the best part of the movie the transformation into the nemesis is badass yeah because like that's a lovecraftian yeah weird has like eyeballs on his shoulder for no apparent reason but it's like that's cool more eyeballs yes more eyeballs and yeah i mean while we have him in the set piece of uh of yeah of being the nemesis it's badass once i mean it's really badass like i i do not like monsters in movies typically i'm mm-hmm. just not a fan 
uh, something about once, but this one worked real well Mm -hmm. up until it became CGI. And then, holy moly, did it fall flat. That CGI nemesis was. Yeah, when it goes, because the first part, it's it's half monster, half man. Right. And that's what's, you know, having like a man with a mangled, like mutant giant arm Um, with eyes and stuff on it and like having it, you know, course through his veins and take over more of his body. That's like really interesting and cool. Yeah. And then once it becomes like just a full monster, it literally just looks like. It's bad CGI too. Like it's not good. Yeah. It, well, this is you know it's 1998, so <laughs> very true. Monsters well, back then weren't as scary because they you could be like, oh, that's fake. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is 1998 graphics. Although back in 1998, when you showed me those graphics, I was like, <gasps> like that was the thing about Resident Evil. The first Resident Evil was like they used all these pre-rendered like basically pictures mm-hmm. so it it didn't it would looked much more impressive than graphics it and it handled like like a ford f-150 it was like uh, it, so it was like this beautiful facade over this super clunky like mm-hmm. uh like uh interface mm-hmm. and, which made it all the more horrifying because if you wanted to get away and you did if i remember right it's like all from like cinematic camera view right so like if you walk through a door all of a sudden like you're facing the camera now and you have to like oh no that's that's oh no yeah you're right yes yes correct so like when you're trying to you know protect yourself or be aware of your surroundings and the camera angle keeps switching on you like yeah. wherever you are on the in the room it's very disorienting very disorienting yeah yeah um and then you know by the way throughout this whole movie there's basically a timer like i said umbrella corp is getting out of there and they're covering their tracks as best they can which means imploding the town so at 6 a.m. they got to be out and they you know they make it out just barely on the co- on the strings of their coattails um and the the city implodes. I'm actually pretty interested in the continuation of this reboot, and I really hope they keep. Um, who's our boy on this movie? Johan Johannes Roberts. Um, yeah, I mean, even even with its short shortcomings, like this is more interesting than the previous Resident Evil movies, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah even the first one, the 2002 one. Um, really just hinged on some on the the tropes of the time mm-hmm. which was like i mean it's there are some shots from the first one that are directly stolen from like ghost ship or mm-hmm. uh cube mm-hmm. you know like these these very just you know one off mm-hmm. set piece amazing things that happen and it's just like mm-hmm. okay dumb anyway um yeah this i i really did enjoy uh this movie but but the the thing is is it's not an original piece necessarily it is it is just a a a true homage so uh but it's well done 
Anywho, uh, yeah, I would say final recommendations who should go see this. You know, if you're a fan of the of the first three movies or the first three games, this did not offend me at all, and it was actually pretty good. And they had plenty of moments, you know, like the, the zombie off in the dark, dark distance um, that were effective on their own. They stood on their own two feet um, and were scary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I don't think I'd run out to see it in the theater. Um, I was the only one in the theater last night. (laughs) Were you? Yeah. The Friday night, seven o'clock showing. I was center of the theater and no one, no one even peeped their head in. Um, so, and I, I think it'll be on streaming pretty soon, but. Especially for friends of the video game. They'll they'll probably love it. Okay, and so next, let's get into the Rotten Tomatoes game. Attack of Rotten Tomatoes. Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes game is a this is a quick one too. This is a this is a nice little game that we like to play um, where we pit some movies against each other and Bryce tries to figure out which one has the higher critic score um, on Rotten Tomatoes. So as I said at the beginning of the show, this one is uh, themed they're all the Resident Evil movies. All Paul W.S. Anderson's shitty shit, shit fucking movies. And I'm sorry if you love them, but uh, we can't be friends. Um, So here we go. Here's the first pairing. You tell me which one of these has the higher Rotten Tomatoes score, and you get an extra point if you're within, I'm going to say, five points of of uh of its the higher ones okay. s- uh, score. So, first one, Resident Evil, the original, 2002, that's number 1, versus Resident Evil, the final chapter, which is the 5th in the series. Out of or the 6th in the series. Out of how many? 6. Uh well, there's I mean, there's only f- there's only four pairings in this. Okay. In this Test. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say 2002 versus 2017. See, this is hard because my knee jerk reaction is that the first one would be better. But when the final one came out, expectations are so low that it might just like, hey, this is actually a. That's a good okay point. movie. That's a good point. And it could get more goodwill from critics. I'm going to stick with the original. I'm going to say the original got more. And I'm going to say it's about like uh, 62. Wow. You have so much confidence in this series. Holy shit. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so rare to see Bryce, like, positive about that. I mean, okay, so, no, number one, you're wrong. It's the final chapter, 2017, uh, has a 43. Wow. And actually, that's the, that's, 
That's the that's, highest. That's the been? highest. <laughs> okay. Um, so now I have a little more context. Versus uh, 2002 got a 36. Wow. So, and those those are, I'm not going to lie to you, those are better. Top tier. Yeah, top tier. Um, so our second pairing is two versus three. So we got Apocalypse 2004 versus Extinction 2007. Three years Apocalypse ago. is the second one? I know. Where do you go from Apocalypse, right? And the answer is Extinction. Can you read off all the all the names of them? Yeah, you have a Resident Evil, the original. You have Resident Evil Apocalypse. I'm going in uh, chronological order here. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse, Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution, <laughs> and the final chapter. Wow. It okay. makes logical sense. Huh. Um, okay, well, I'm so going to... we have Apocalypse versus Extinction, 2004-2007. Okay, I'm going to say Extinction is better. Okay. Because I can't imagine if it went, like, bad to worse to worse that they'd ever make another... Right. Right. Three movies? Yeah, on top of that. But... Uh-huh. This is one of those inexplicable series where you're like, how did this happen? Yeah. When Do you remember when the uh, People um, love that game, man. Ghost Rider sequel trailer came out? No. It was like five years after Ghost Rider came out, and I don't think I know anyone that saw the original. It's like, I was just dumbfounded. I'm like, how... How is this getting made? Who wants this? Who wants it? Anyways, that's the entire Resident Evil series. So, yeah, I'll say um, the second one that you said, and I'll say the score is 26. Two points for Bryce. You were one point off. (laughs) So you are correct. Extinction uh, from 2007 beats out Apocalypse from 2004. Extinction has 25. You guessed 26, 25, so you get... Two points there. Bryce on the board with two points um, for one answer. Uh, Yeah, Apocalypse got a 19. 19 from Apocalypse. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Now we have four versus five. So this is Afterlife versus Retribution. Hmm. I have no context for this. Right. I barely know that these movies exist, other than the fact that you just read their names. Right, they do. Um, all star Mila Jovovich. I've already forgotten the names of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Afterlife, Retribution. Okay, I'm going to say Afterlife is better, and I bet it's only better by like 2%. Okay. And then I'm going to say the percentage is probably... I'm going to go with 26 again. You are within five points, but that's not correct. Um, Retribution beats out Afterlife. Retribution got a 28. Afterlife got a 21. So you were technically Mm. within five points, but I'm not going to award any points. Fortunately, you can still pull this out of the dumpster and get a uh, tie if uh, if you can manage this next one. So the next one is the Japanese... CGI 2012 Damnation. So this is a Japanese movie, mm-hmm. Resident Evil movie. 
and it's all in CGI, and it's called Damnation, and it's from 2012, versus this movie, Welcome to Raccoon City, 2021. So you said the the first and the other so one those, were the highest ones. So th- of the original series. Of the original. Right? Oh, okay. So, they, okay. so now we're on to our final question pits two um, kind of outliers. So, okay. so Welcome to Raccoon City is the reboot. And the Japanese CGI isn't included in original <laughs> okay. canon. Or I'll, canon. I'll say... Damnation versus Welcome to Raccoon City. I'm going to say Damnation, just because I feel like Japanese people would put more care into it. You are correct. This is. I don't think it received a theatrical release, but um, I'm going to level with you, Bryce. No matter what, this is impressive. Damnation got a hundred percent. Wow. I don't think it got a theatrical release. Right. And I think that the uh, the people who reviewed it were probably just video game reviewers. So a bunch of weebs. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you sitting there in your pajamas, <laughs> disheveled, unshowered, being like a bunch of fucking weebs. <laughs> It kills me. Uh, yes, Bryce, some weebs. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I didn't give you uh, an opportunity I, to I, guess the... the I take sc- offense <laughs> to that observation. I didn't give you an opportunity to guess the score, but I'm 100% certain that you would not yeah, have I would been not within have five points of that. I would not have guessed 95%. So you almost pulled it out. You got three points out of an available eight Almost got almost got it all tied up there. But that's okay, because now we're on to horror movie talk. Horror movie talk whores. We can call you whore. It's a little bit. Uh, where we play your voicemails. Um, you guys call in at 682-253-4468, and we select you if you are coherent. Um, so let's get to the first call. I think this is Sam. Hi, this is Sam from Indianapolis. Um, just listening to the Human Centipede episode, playing the game Head Middle Ass, and I've got a good one for you. Uh, Bugsy, Glittercore, and Rob the Farter. Middle ass. Three, two, one, go. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sam. Oh. Don't make me choose. Oh, okay. No. So I go glitter core in the back. <laughs> no, in the front. Wait. Wait. This uh. is not a fair. I can't do this to poor Robert the farter. Bugsy and glitter core would totally be game, but I don't, I don't want to be cruel to Robert. Robert the farter mm. is coming up next, by the way, I think. Um, so we got. So if you weren't familiar, we played a game on the Human Centipede episode uh, called Head Middle Ass, where we had to d- select which. People... So it's basically like uh, Mary Fuck Kill, right? But you take the three choices and have to put them into a human centipede, right? And if you're going to order them, yeah. And we've decided that the middle is really the worst spot, um, and the ass may be the best spot. Um, well, no, I think ass is the worst spot because no, the middle spot, to... at least you have someone eating your ass. No, you get to die. 
if you're in the back. Yeah, that's true. You die quicker in the back. In the front. The front is is a I think the middle is the worst. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That but, to again, me. you have the benefit of someone licking your asshole all day. Robert the fart. I don't want to put Robert the farter in a human centipede. I mean, I don't want to. He's put so innocent. In, he's so innocent. I love him. Um, but here we're gonna do it. See, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Robert in the middle. I'm gonna say Robert in the back. You cruel piece of shit. I'm gonna say Robert in the middle because he'd be the best protagonist. You know, he's the one that you're really pining for. I imagine you know? he's slight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to cast shade on you, sure. Robert. I'm sorry. Um, I would put, Ooh, this is like a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> Walk us through. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Bugsy on the ass. Uh huh. Um, because. I love him. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, you know, I have sympathy for him, so I'd want him to die quickest. So his his pain would be the least. He was hitting that bong pretty hard when we were interviewing him, uh, and he wouldn't be able to do that if he was in in the ass. So they'd have to eat like a bunch of, uh, they'd have to eat a, like a bunch of edibles to get him high, true, and he'd just true. get the just the resin from that. Just mm-hmm. gross. I know be pretty rough so i mean i put i'd put a good lather him, him up at the in end. cbd oil and then i th- think i'd put glitter core at the front also i'd put bugsy at the end because i think he would really really bother glitter core and robert the farter after a while if he was had the ability to talk he's a oh. he's a talker he is a know? talker yeah so in terms of like a roommate situation like you can talk with your with your uh, human centipede partners, mm-hmm. like you want someone that's interesting to talk, but not, not all the time. You know, sometimes you want to. Well, if you if you're a talker, you're good with your good with your mouth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Speaking Robert of- the farter gets the benefit of that, and then also Glittercore in the front. She's she has the benefit of being able to use her tits. You For know. what? You <laughs> you know to uh, maybe maybe seduce the the evil doctor. Or, you know, use her tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? She having a baby? No, I'm talking about like for leverage. You know, I mean, she could use them anywhere. They're gonna be. Use... They're attached to her no matter what. Well, you're talking to, no because if it's like at the back, like you don't. It's not the same. They're not as readily available. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Though I hope you're happy, if Sam. You want, if you want someone to be able to talk you out of a situation, that's who you want up front. And I feel like Glittercore has the better chance. Fair enough. I I will accept that as an answer. Speaking of Robert the Farter, I think. What's your answer? Oh, I don't know. Uh man, I can't choose. I just I just throw them all. Oh, up. what a I, cop out! I give them into a uh, what a cop well, out. I'm not cruel. You know, they're real people to me. You know, I. They're not- <laughs> They're not just pawns in a game of human centipede. You're just going to throw me under the bus like that? <laughs> it's what I do. It's what I do. Speaking of Robert, the farter, here we I think oh, this is him. I can't believe it. Hey, Bryce and David, it's Robert. Sorry. 
Hey, Bryson David, it's Robert the Farter. <laughs> Just calling to say thank you, guys. Your show is super cool. Um, I've been wor- working on my house, building my house with my dad recently, because we can't afford to build, pay workers to build it for us. So I've been working for like like five, more, over five hours every day after school. So listening to you guys is a good way to just just keep me going. Um, I so you guys have reviewed Friday the Thirteenth Part One and Part Two, but you haven't reviewed the third one yet. And I and I would want to hear that one, the third Friday the Thirteenth. I think you guys should review that. This is one of my un- unpopular opinions that a lot of hot takes from Robert here. here people go. don't agree with, but I think uh, that Friday the 13th is the best movie in the franchise for me. I mean, it, it's really close to the first one because the first one is just the classic, the OG. But the third one has a lot of good qualities about it. The original gangster. The director had already made two of them. What? Didn't we do three? No, we haven't done three yet. Was two in 3D? No. Three is in 3D. Yeah, we, have, we haven't which done... One, which one has the wheelchair guy? Oh, two. I thought that was the same one with the three with 3D in it. No. Okay. No, I've watched 3D. I've watched... Yeah, the, me too. The third one. And it is very charming. That's the one where it ends in the, like, the barn, isn't it? Um... Or doesn't he come out of the lake... Or something. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That is a really good one. We should we should get to that. And it's very eighties because it has like a random like <laughs> looks like a Detroit City gang just appear in the middle of in the middle of the woods. Rural. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> so he knew how to make it well. He knew how like Robert likes the third one. Okay. Um, that's his hot take. I don't think that's too much of a hot take, to be fair, Robert. I think a lot of people agree with you. Well, that's um, the one where he gets, where Jason gets, like, the hatchet in the head that gives him the... Yeah, the, I mean, that's the one where the he... crack. Number one, it's where he gets the mask. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's where he gets the crack in the mask. I think he gets the crack in the mask in the next one in four... Does he? I thought that was the end of this one. Uh, you may be right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, you're definite. I th- I mean, one, two, and three on <laughs> on Friday the Thirteenth are all uh, pretty pretty big bangers. Uh, he continues that way for another minute and a half. Um, here, uh, did I mention how much Robert the Farter reminds me of that one YouTube channel of the guy? Hi, um- so I'm gonna show you how you, how to crush a can with a piece of wood. Yes, that <laughs> that guy. <laughs> so step one, you just take take a piece of wood. So I'm envisioning while you're helping your dad build the house that it's something like that. <laughs> so take I, think a, we, I think we did this on another episode. I think I'm we, doing. I think we might have to crush. Should play them back to back. Just play the intro of Roberts and then play. Here, here we, here we, here we go. Hey. Hey guys, 
Thanks for coming to YouTube. Today on my page I'm going to show you a new tutorial, brand new, on how to crush an old can of soda with wood. <laughs> so here's a soda, it's a Dr. Pepper can. You need one soda can. You need a drill with a battery pack. You gotta put... Oh, oh, oh. First thing you gotta do... Okay. <laughs> so, and it goes on like, what's the, ch what's the YouTube channel? Oh yeah, yeah. For anybody who wants to check that out, this is this is a fabulous YouTube channel, and it's it's called Alan Tutorial. Alan Tutorial. That's what it, it is. It gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch all. The, I I somehow caught one of the last ones, and I was like, oh, this is what they're talking right. about. Right. Alan Tutorial goes from like this weird, like this weird, like light and breezy, like ridiculousness to. Alan Tutorials, you know what? Scary. I, I just realized, like, Alan Tutorials is, is one of my dream ideas for making a movie, which is what would life be like in the infomercial before demonstrations? Like, when you're like, are oh. you tired of dull knives and it shows people like just mashing the side of a knife into a loaf of bread kind of like, like that adult swim commercial the 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 benadryl bear in the woods thing right where that where that doppelganger woman is chasing herself and like right it's just like the the idea of people are so inept that they don't know how to do basic functions like use a knife or you know load things into a cupboard Right. You know. Right. That's what Alan Tutorials is. He's like, I I don't know how to, how can you crush a can? I guess you use wood. You use a piece of wood. Wood. <laughs> wood. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the kind of the the commercial that Bryce is describing is, uh, is it also you can search on YouTube, unedited footage of a bear. Yeah. Which is. Whew. Dude, if you go on HBO Max, they have, they have all of the infomercials like back to back there's way more than i thought there oh were. yeah there's a ton of them but like my, i think my favorite one is of the infomercial types is the broom shakalaka that one's amazing <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's a lot of them and they're all pretty surreal yeah too many cooks is also legendary he got cut off in his call i'm gonna i'm gonna just you know i mean i, I like robert I like him a lot. I, I love Robert. Oh, sorry. I th I think I accidentally pressed the the um uh the hang up button. So sorry if that last one might have cut out. But um, what I was saying, you didn't press the hang up button. You reached the limit of three minutes, <laughs> so you were cut off. Is insidious. I like it. It's it kind of scared me. It's just really well made. I think you guys should review it. Didn't or we? another car, but um. No, I guess we did. We did. Yeah. Semester. So just thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, and talk to you later. Bye. It's Robert the Father. Robert, I'm so glad that we were able to help you get through the day uh, building that house with your dad. That sounds yeah. That sounds like a real fun thing. I you know I think it's probably a lot of hard work to build a house with your dad with no workers to help. But I think. When you get older, you're going to look back on those times and you'll be like, damn, that was a that was a really great time. So and I'm glad that we can be a part of it, because mm. anytime I can squeeze my way into important memories, <laughs> I, I'll take that. 
Here's uh here's see no evil in Cleveland. Yeah, one, one of my favorites. Or not? Here we go. See no evil in Cleveland. Hi guys, I called earlier, but I wanted to redo my no evil in Cleveland. Hi Bryce. Hi Dave. Hey yeah. everybody. So. I'm really surprised that you guys finally got around to reviewing The Human Centipede. I saw this movie, yeah, I saw it, because at the time I could see. Um, when the mo- see No Evil is currently blind. Yeah. She, she lost her vision. So, uh, so she listens to our show because it helps her visualize you know, what happens in movies and that kind of stuff. So she's impressed that we reviewed The Human Centipede. The movie first came out. And um, let me tell you, it it was a jaw dropper. <laughs> Absolute, total, what the F? I mean, I think the whole movie, I was just in shock. And everybody around me was in shock, or either they were gagging or vomiting or getting up and running out of the theater. <laughs> it was the funniest thing, and that's the second time. That that's happened. Uh, the first time that people uh, around me did that was with The Exorcist. It was just wild. Um, I'm so proud of you, Dave, because uh, you said you would. You were really not interested in seeing this movie. And Bryce, I'm glad you liked it. I don't think it's the best horror movie, um, but I do think it's disgusting and vulgar and one of the darkest comedies I've ever seen. So I will say it was quite a shit show. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I stand by my 10 out of 10 ranking. Well, and if I you disagree it. with me, you can bite my boot. Bite my boot. I I I look, I it's I don't agree with it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, the human centipede, and and by the way, for those of you listening, I think by the, I think yesterday, as this has been released, you will have access to our, um, yeah, our to commentary, commentary track, track to accompany your viewing of the human centipede. Mm-hmm. So, so that will have come out yesterday, and you can listen to us do commentary on top of the human as you watch the human centipede. Yeah, the patrons got the first run of it and got some positive feedback. I think there's a couple people that that actually listened to the commentary while watching it and had a good time. And yeah, and we we had at least one person ask if if we do more, so that might be something. We'll we'll see what the feedback is from you, the wider listeners. Yeah, um, I gotta say, I gotta say, um, I it's kind of got me, it's kind of got me wanting to go deeper into like the depravity hole. Mm. Of like, yeah, it was pretty tame. Like human centipede was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was not, a gross idea, but it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I was thinking of uh, Puppet Masters, the Littlest Reich, the baby scene, pretty fucking intense. Yeah, like, like that's was more disturbing than anything in the human centipede, other than just the concept. You know, right? The concept of the human. Well. The character was pretty disturbing yeah. in and of himself. Yeah. Um, anywho. Uh, thanks, Sino Evil. Yeah, thanks, Sino Evil. We appreciate you. 
Hey, this is Robert the Farter again. Sorry. Um, and, uh, so, um, so there's this thing on Spotify, uh, I don't know if you guys use that, but I listen to you guys on Spotify, where it tells you, like, just came out today, where it tells you, like, your most listened to artists and stuff, and I'm proud to say that Horror Movie Talk is my most listened to podcast with, I think it was, like, 50 episodes that I've listened to of you guys, and I've only had this phone for a few months, and I've listened to t almost 2,000 minutes of your guys' show. God damn. You guys are awesome. Thank you, and see ya. See ya. Love you, Robert. Yeah, a lot of people uh, shared with us <laughs> when the first one of those things, you know, those Spotify yeah. things came in, I was like, oh, it's that time. Mm -hmm. Brace yourself. Winter the, is coming. The Spotify <laughs> bullshit is coming. But it's great. I love it. If you share those with us, I will fucking retweet that because mm -hmm. any amount of people who we're on the top of their list or in great company right. uh, with is, is just, just amazing. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. You, we, we really appreciate you. Hey, guys. It's Ian. Um, I'm just calling to tell you I didn't cancel my patronage. Um, I just, I found out because basically because I got a, <laughs> this is literally, this is literally Ian very upset that, um, he forgot to switch out his card. Yeah. You, dude, you don't, it doesn't, we're okay. We, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. we, we understand. We do understand. Ian you, is one of our biggest supporters and we appreciate him very much. What's up everybody? This is, uh, Michael Myers from Milwaukee. I'm calling to leave you guys a little review because you're bitching online about not getting good reviews. Hey. Um, I want to say that most podcasts suck dick, and you guys have found a way to make yours sound not only professional, but uh, keep my attention. I always come back to it even when I give up on it after a while and I'm sick of it. I always come back because you guys are pretty cool. Um, also wanted to mention that you said that they never used the title Another Nightmare on Elm Street. That was actually the tentative title for a screenplay I wrote until I changed it to a uh, Mass Effect on Elm Street. I'm sorry, Mass Hysteria on Elm Street. Oh, okay. I know I fucked up because, you know, leaving voice notes is hard for my generation. All right, bye, fuckers. <laughs> Michael Myers, this is a new caller. I, I like this guy. He sounds a lot like Rojo. It ain't. It ain't the number. Huh. And it's, uh, it's a Chicago number. It's 262. Hey, it's your boy, uh, Michael Myers, calling you back. From Milwaukee, two-part messenger. Milwaukee. I just wanted to say the other thing is you guys are a lot, um, you sound a lot smarter than you look. <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> just brace, do it. <laughs> I've never received that compliment. Uh, I'm not sure that's a compliment. Uh, you look fucking dumb. <laughs> Hey, buddy, what do you look like? <laughs> Fuck you. Hey. I, th I thought you were real smart until I saw your fucking face. Stupid face. Look, none of that is... The, the irony is none of that is wasted on us. That's why we do a podcast. Right. We have... 
a couple thousand dollars worth of video gear here mm-hmm. just sitting around that we don't use. Mm-hmm. I would assume there's some sort of subliminal thing going on there. So <sighs> get back to Michael. Everything on the podcast. I notice he hosts all the games. He does all the preambles. Does David just show up? I don't know. These are just thoughts. Right. Dude, you need to pay more attention. Yeah, that's uh, that's not fair in the least. We we div- it's literally divided in half. Yeah, the division of labor is well. I'm very happy with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's not. I mean, especially for the production of the episodes, it's literally like. Yeah, he does an episode, and then I do an episode, and when yeah. that. Uh, and when that and that means everything that goes with yeah actually this is a good that that's a, this is a segues into a good question if you're not familiar with how we produce our shows yeah it's literally Bryce takes one and then I take one and then Bryce takes one and then I take one now yeah. that order may be swapped out and it depends on who whose voice you hear first on right. an episode usually yeah if you hear my voice at the start of the episode like you did in this episode then you know it's my episode um, and I produce most of the script yeah. and I produced, you know, the commercial at the start, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And if you hear Bryce's voice first, it's his. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there are like, we're both fine at the whole thing, but I think each of us has strengths. Oh yeah. Um, like you're much better at filling out the review and synopsis portion. I get pretty lazy and I got called out on the survey for that. Oh of, really? Of just like, like when you guys like talked more about in the review and gave uh-huh. more information before spoilers, I was like, "Oh yeah, well I'm guilty of that." And then I think um, I think you're better. I think you're like uh, the thing I'm always impressed with. I'm always jealous of your ability to recall interesting thoughts on moments in the movie, right? Um, but mine are mine are I feel like mine are much more robotic. My recollection is very um, technical. It's just like yeah. beat by beat kind of recollection, and yours is much more like how it struck you, experiential. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think I have a slight edge on the games, but I think we're pretty pretty close to you. Even definitely. On the games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, like I've come up with more. Oh, I think, yeah. than, than you. Yeah. Um. And I just really like the fake ads when I do them. All right. If I if I decide not to care about it, then I don't care. Yeah. But. So Michael Myers in Milwaukee, you you need to uh, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> and here's your boy Bugsy. It's your boy Bugsy calling from Tampa, Florida. I'm out here. Uh, what is this? This game? Uh, girls with sticks across high school. Um, I'm videotaping high school girls. <laughs> I'm getting paid professionally to videotape high school girls. Okay. Important clarification. <laughs> Very important clarification. I'd probably lead with that. I don't know if I should continue playing this. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm doing the cross. Anywho, listening to the hostile uh, review, you guys were saying how, like, the beginning, you know, first half like a buddy movie, then it goes straight horror. And you know, like how Quentin Tarantino has this stink over it a little bit, but not too much. Um, you know, just a dab, taste, just one titty of it. Um, but, uh, you know, another movie that does that is, uh, Dust Till Dawn. You know, the first half mm-hmm. of the movie, or, you know, first third at least. It's like a robbery, you know, hostage movie, you know, drama almost, real intense. And then the second half turns into like a B, uh, you know, like vampire horror movie, et cetera. But, um, and it's funny how you say like a uh, hostile, you know, uh, 
I've never agreed more with uh, you know, Bryce who's talking about how how nice the tits are and the poison tits and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, can't talk too much because I don't want to get flagged and have to be a sexual registrator or something. I only want to say that out here. Too loud. Jesus, nice tits, bitch. <laughs> well, thanks, killing there for you. Um, yeah, I don't think we've released the hostile review. I think that's only on Patreon. Uh, does that sound right to you? Here, let me let me pull that up on my phone. Is that right? I, I don't think so. Is that one that I have in the wings? Yeah, I'm sure th- that would have been mine. I don't know. No, wasn't that voted on? Yeah, but I don't think we released it. Let's see here. TV talk hostel. There's a bunch of reviews that are only available to uh, the $6.66 tier of Patreon and up. Yeah, I guess we haven't done it yet. Yeah, and that's one of them. Oh, Um, that's right. I did just... Yeah, I released that because I yeah. edited a bunch yeah. back-to-back. So that's probably actually going to come out in January if if I might. were to guess. Sure, maybe. Who knows? You might just have to subscribe to Patreon and actually support the podcast, <laughs> lazy bastard. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys for supporting the show, for listening to the show, for sharing the show, for calling into the show. We love you very much. Even if you think we look ugly, we know how we look. You don't have to call us and tell us mean things because we're very sensitive people. Because we're ugly, stupid. Um, so if you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Head on over to our website. Buy shit from our shop. Uh, buy shit on Amazon after clicking through that link at horrormovietalk.com. And, uh, and you'll help us out a whole lot. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. We love you. Tune in next week for our review of... The Ginger Dead Man. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Nice tits, bitch. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Kiss Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, need colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. 
attitude with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Killer on the phone. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop, monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.